Hi everybody and welcome to the Digital Buildings Podcast by Schneider Electric. Following on from our recent panel discussions around smart and safe buildings, in this episode we'll look back at the key points made by panelists who discussed what the new normal could look like. Our speakers Fabiana Moreno and Zain Munsha are going to further develop the discussion on the topic of smart building spot crisis, particularly in terms of occupant well-being, comfort and safety. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Schneider Electric Podcast. My name is Fabiana Moreno, and I'm the Real Estate Segment Marketing Manager for Schneider Electric UK and I. Here with me, Zane Mancha. Zane, welcome. Hi, Fabiana. Nice to be here. Um, I am the Smart Building Specialist within Schneider Electric, focusing on our workplace segment. So my focus is usually around trying to deploy IoT and smart technology into the workforces of the world and the workplaces and making them more efficient, making them safe and improving employee well-being. So I'm glad to be here today to have this chat with you. Thank you, Zane. So back in June and July, we discussed about smart buildings and the role of technology in this new reality that uh, we face with the pandemic, which is, is, is a massive crisis that, that hit us. And also it's a new reality for the workspace and us as employees. I mean, I can only reflect on back in March uh, when I started working full-time uh, from home. So. What challenges did you face? I'm assuming that, as I did, I faced a few challenges when being uh, transferred to a new environment. Absolutely. There's been so many changes, I think, over the last few months that people have had to deal with. And personally, for me, I think the the immediate switch to working from home and trying to find a uh, comfortable work environment, trying to stay free of distractions, managing the noises around me and the, the lack of good workspace. These are all challenges that, that we've been facing um, and each of us have dealt with it in different ways. Some of us have been fortunate enough to have um, spaces that we could turn into home offices. Some have been very unfortunate and sitting on dining tables. I've even heard of someone um, taking work calls from the bonnet of their car. So it's been quite challenging for some people and there's a whole spectrum of how people have had to adapt in this um, new situation. And I think what we're finding is now that the opportunity is arising for people to start returning to their workspaces, I think what we need to start tackling now is the fact that there is absolutely a need for a yeah. return to work and that our workspaces are here to stay. They are absolutely not made redundant. Um, but what we need to do is re-strategize, rethink how we um, use our spaces how we deploy technology within them and how we enable our employees to return to these spaces and use them in the most effective way possible while maintaining well-being and while providing a safe environment for everyone. I agree, Sain. But let's also hear from Peter Bruggen, who's Head of Research and Insights from the Institute of Workplace and Facilities Management. He was on our first panel discussing about the subject. 
So there's definitely been a culture shift that's been one of the biggest challenges. Um, also, from BMS systems, obviously retail and offices are probably the main users of such building management systems. Uh, tech within smart buildings are, are, are in many of the uh, big corporate members we have, particularly around the major cities within the UK. But I think obviously it was that phased approach. And now when we look post-COVID, a lot of our respective members and corporate members are looking at a soft phase approach in terms of interacting people back into the office and I think there are other challenges that I'm sure Cormac we could go into about people's fear around security transport particularly if you look at the major city of London without making it London centric this conversation but it could appeal to any city within the UK or worldwide is the dependency on travel and, and people's fear around their their security in the office, uh, um, aspects of smart buildings, looking at thermal cameras. I know a lot of corporates are looking at that. There's a plethora again of uh, respective organisations offering that service. But I, I, my understanding, speaking to members, is that that it can be varied. And obviously, how can you make that return for um, employees uh, safe? I agree with Peter. For me, ensuring that safety element and a healthy environment when I return to the workplace is key. Saint, do you have anything to add? There is an absolute overlap there with regards to health and safety, with well-being and the return to work. You know, we're used to health and safety being a separate department and facility management being a separate department, but more than ever before, <clears throat> we are going to have to adapt to a new normal where these departments and these priorities are dealt with together in, in a cohesive way. And well-being is going to be uh, almost a buzzword, but it's going to be a very necessary thing to consider for every workplace. How do we go about ensuring people's well-being? And more so, how do we track this well-being? So Haib Shaikh from Lansek gave us a few insights on what their tenants and what Landsec is looking into. Uh, I foresee, and even we are seeing a lot of tenants ready, looking uh, at the employee well-being and focusing on that as a starting point as offices are opening up, as many uh, tenants are looking to get back into the buildings. They want to ensure uh, that the user experience, the employee experience as they enter into a building, go through uh, the reception area, up the lift, into their uh, office is as seamless as possible, is, is as touchless as possible. And that presents a lot of challenges around uh, how many people you can accommodate in a lift or how many people you can accommodate in, in reception. So there's a whole sort of change in conversation around how we can make the buildings more health focused and when we look at technology uh, the role of, of uh, clean tech the role of ongoing health risk management uh, the role of uh, space management has come directly to the fore over here and and that's where we see, uh, where where I see uh, the direction going, at least for the coming months, as everybody tries to ensure that the uh, possible anxiety or uncertainty that their employees have in coming back to the office, 
can can be resolved through through processes as well as using technology and smart building technology specifically as an enabler. So what about the user experience in the new workplace environment? Simon Bond from Perkins and Wills touched on the subject on our first virtual panel discussion. We're starting to see a need for a more agile environment in the workplace, uh, maybe people working in shifts or teams uh, in using that space. So um, if that occurs and we don't have that full population in occupation, um, then we need to find a way to connect with those 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 users of the space to understand you know when I get to the office will those facilities be available to me that's where we've seen the opportunity to have technology to support these requirement for information and knowledge about what the workspace is doing you know what is the density of it um, the current occupation who's there and what facilities are available to me. So um, in the past, there's been a real resistance to that. Um, there's been concerns over privacy, um, and that has um, somewhat stopped um, the introduction. But now with the need to go sort of touchless and reduce um, those um, elements of entering into the building, then we're starting to see you know, facial recognition systems coming into play. Um, and obviously that technology touchless experience that responds to the users uh, when you're in the space to open up this sort of video conferencing. We talked a lot about video conferencing, but you know, how do you connect actually people that are in the office with people that may be remote? So there's a lot of what sort of spaces and tools that we need to, to bring these two kind of populations together um, when, when they're not sitting side by side. So. So saying how a company like Schneider Electric can help their customers navigate this new normality. What we want to do is help people gain those insights through the deployment of IoT sensors um, and the utilization of the technology available to us, both the pro uh, proliferation of um, smaller and smaller sensors that are battery powered, that are wireless, and using that technology to enable us to continuously monitor our workspaces 24-7 and to have a unique fingerprint for each type of space to say, this is what the data says, this is what our air circulation is, this is what our temperature gradients are, and using that information to iteratively fix the problems week on week, month on month, and getting as close to perfect as we possibly can. Um, and I can speak from experience with having done this in our own offices that if you start utilizing this data and start looking at it and acting on it, you will see gradual improvements month on month um, and the well-being of the people within those spaces becomes better and better. But in order to do that, in order to monitor things, we need to start deploying technology and we need to do that now faster than ever before. Absolutely, saying, and we have the technology for it. So let's listen to Kaz Mohamed, VP of Digital Energy at Schneider Electric, who had a few things to say about this. I think, yeah, I think the, the, the conversations, you know, like Sarah has kind of mentioned, the technology was already there. We were, we were moving towards this, but maybe not with the, the same level and, and sense of urgency, let's say. Um, and and uh, the team have really touched upon it already with regards to uh, discussing 
the kind of theme now being around healthy buildings. So I think uh, the primary concern has been driven more from a health point of view, from a workplace planning point of view as well in terms of the safety of people and managing where people are within a building. And so we, we've got a tool within Schneider called Workplace Advisor, which was primarily based on actually optimizing the space um, and optimizing it from a point of view of making sure that you utilize the, the, the full extent of the space that you've got, but also connecting that to a building services point of view. So you reduce your overall energy consumption and, and, and kind of only drive the consumption where it's needed in the building. Now, that particular tool is, is actually being looked and, and examined by businesses as, well, can we now use that as a health tool, you know, ultimately driving social distancing on site? And as Anna talked about, this potential hybrid approach as businesses come back to open up and offices and buildings and premises aren't fully occupied, how do I now manage my building with that level of occupancy, which is different? How do I drive two different sets of team maybe on site. And that needs uh, a digital complementing tool, which is, which is ultimately a, a tool like Workplace Advisor. So saying, all throughout the podcast, we have been listening to our panelists talking about the importance of a healthy building. I think it's a theme that is here to stay. And it's so important, not only to provide a smart building, but to provide a healthy building. Healthy is the key word there. Our buildings need to be not only efficient, but definitely also healthy. And in this space, it's not just going to be driven by what people want. It's also going to be driven by new requirements and new standards within the industry. So we've seen now the promotion of the LEED certification and also the WEWL, the WELL certification, which are all based around the human experience of a space and they're based on the idea of monitoring indoor air quality and recertifying a building continuously in order that it meets these standards that we define for employees to feel both comfortable and safe and protected in the spaces that they're in and so that each and every office around the world has this ability to promote health um, and in order to do this, we have to solve a lot of challenges. It's, it's not a straightforward process. And what we're trying to do with the technology that we have and with the immense lead that we have in the world of uh, building management is to make this process easier for those who might find it daunting. So as part of um, our initiatives, we've tried to make this process simpler by using our indoor air quality sensors and pushing that data through our systems in order to achieve automatic certification um, and to use the protocols that are available in order to make this process as pain-free and as automatic as possible because with every single new requirement comes new added costs and if we can make these processes more efficient then i think everyone wins out thank you Zane. And thank you to our panelists who participated back in June and July in our virtual panel discussions. If you want to listen to all of them, head to our website and you will find all our sessions there. So thank you very much again, Zane, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. 
Thanks for having me, Fabiana. This has been a really fun experience and more so than anything else, I'm excited and I'm looking forward to speaking to our customers and our partners about how we are going to hit this problem head on and we're gonna fix the problems that we're facing and we're gonna move into a new, more sustainable, more efficient world, so thank you. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support and please make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the follow button and feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues.